Welcome to the Daily Dawn with your star host, Don Shell, and my two special guests, Evan McGee, Imaji McGeedle, Noah Fowler, the Naster, the Nuss, the Noah. Come and say hi to the crowd. Hey, hey. What's up? All you good boys and good girls. Hello. And... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's funny. So. <laughs> so on today's episode, we're just like, you know, letting the um, spirit lead us here and wherever wherever it wants to go. Um, we're just going to, you know, last time we talked, we had a lot of things. We talked about some Taco Bell and whatever not. You can find it on my um, platforms. So. I just have this question that's been bothering me. What do you think, Noah, about people who drive trucks? Mm. Well, I'm kind of curious why that's been bothering you. That might affect how I answer the question. <laughs> just like, you know, okay, well, drop some beats for us. Some thoughts. My uh, cousin, he's actually a truck driver. Uh, and for the first like year and a half of driving trucks, he worked for a company and then, uh, now he works for himself. Um, he does his own like contracts and stuff and he likes that way better. He gets a lot more money. Um, it's definitely, I feel like a pretty lonely lifestyle because you're always on the move. You have a regular sleep hours. Uh, you work really long days. Mm. Um, and it's interesting to hear his perspective on like other drivers, you know, like the drivers that pace you or or try to pass you but then don't, and it's like kind of interesting because I think truck drivers are some of the best drivers on the road. Really? Yeah. You think they're the best drivers or think, the worst drivers? No, I think truck drivers are the best drivers on the road because it's their job and they do it all the time. Are you sure so, about that? Oh, hundred percent. Really? Percent. Truck drivers are the best drivers out there. Can you prove that? Um. I don't know how I'd quantitatively prove that to you, but uh, just qualitatively, I think it's uh, obvious. But okay. I mean, that's my subjective opinion, which you asked for. Fair enough. <laughs> I did ask for that. I did ask for that. I just think truck drivers, you know, they, um, whenever I see a truck driver and I'm in a car, I get afraid that I'm going to be boxed in. Mm. Um, and I don't like being boxed in, you know, by trucks. Because no, I feel like they're, they got these big wheels, these big tankers, and if they were to make one wrong move, I'm crushed. I always thought it'd be kind of funny if a driver was irritating me to get on the, like, ham radio or something. Be like, hey, you see this, like, Honda Civic? Box it in. <laughs> <laughs> like, slow down or something. Like, and off like, of that movie, I'm Are You There Yet? I haven't seen that one. But. Interesting. You should watch that movie. Okay. Or or um, the other one I have is Are We Done Yet? I think. Um. Anyways, it has Ice Cube in it. Mm. Or Ice T. There is a trucking song. Do you know it? Uh, not really. Do you want to sing it for us? Um, I don't remember the lyrics, but it's like it goes. Oh, the chorus. I think the chorus goes like this: We got a big old convoy rocking through the night. 
We got a big old convoy, ain't it a beautiful sight? Yeehaw! <laughs> and it has like a bunch of other stuff about like 10-4 and truckers and, and cops and stuff. Yeah, it's like definitely a, a unique song. I like it, I like it. Yeah. Pedro the Lion wrote a song called Big Trucks. Do you know it too? Do you want to sing it for us? No. <laughs> I do I do know it. I just <laughs> referenced it, but I don't want to Yeah, I just put it. myself out there, dude. <laughs> I just want to point out that I just remembered I bought a Paw Patrol sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can see this. But, uh, yeah, I just want y'all to know have a Paw Patrol sippy cup that has a straw built into it and I'm very glad I just found it. You found it? I completely forgot that. I, I mean, it's in pretty clear sight but I completely forgot about it. Interesting. Let me set the scene for you guys. Um, we are currently in my um, dear friend's room. Um, Evans. Imaji Megiddo. By a candlelit and dim lighted lit room. Um, with some nice chill jazz music in the background um, on this cold, windy night. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's a balsam and cedar candle going. Which, if those of you don't know, that is a popular candle around this time of year. This one is uh, mistletoe. Close. I take very close, actually. I think it's a. I think I'm getting some intercom here. I think that's is a mistletoe. Not Bossman Cedar. Yeah. Um, but um, that's what my sources tell me. Um, I got a little elf on my shoulder. If only know. life was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Megiddo here, tell us, what's your intake on truckers? My intake on truckers. Intake on truckers. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't have much of it. <laughs> Any, I don't think truckers have ever given me anything. What's, I don't understand what the question is. <laughs> oh, that accent. What is your intake? My, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a four hours of sleep. Trucks take my, me in the air to I, run. I, 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 get, I, I get what you're saying. My my thoughts on truckers. Preach it, brother. My thoughts. I love trucker hats. To be honest with you. Really. Like the style of hat. The, the mesh back, the snapback trucker hats. I love them. It's my favorite hat. Mm, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> um, I just think about it for a second. Okay. Keep thinking, keep thinking. So, so far we gathered. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. So, <laughs> uh, I have opinions on people that drive big lifted trucks. Ooh. Um, for the sake of my own reputation, I'm not going to share those opinions. Well, you might as well have shared them then. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking... Share them, man. <laughs> share them. Who's going to listen to this? I'm doing great. Uh, I think they're beautiful. <laughs> Do you really? Evan's the kind of guy... I'll be I'll just speak for Evan. Evan's the kind of guy that really likes those big, like, F-250s. 
that are lifted with really tiny wheels. Really? You know, the ones that have really tiny wheels, and then the, instead of the, like those stacks, mm-hmm. they put the stacks out the back of the bed, like sticking up. Uh, yeah, so like really tiny wheels, though. That's really... So, so it's like a big truck with tiny wheels. Yeah, like super tiny wheels. Like, 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 like smaller, than your, smaller than your like Nissan or whatever. Those tiny wheels? Yeah. On an 18-wheeler. And then if you if you uh, put like hydraulic lift systems on it so it goes like up and down, I think that's really Evans. So like the that's like what Evans I'm, trying that's to say. eighteen wheeler truck. I'm talking about like regular. Yeah, like a like a Ford F two fifty. A Ford F one fifty. Yeah, like Patrick's truck. A Ford F one fifty. F two fifty. F one fifty. F two. Okay. I'm confident F one fifty, but hey. You can have an F. I don't know my trucks apparently. Just different ratings for. Uh, Towing, yeah. Well, guess what? I think an F-150 is all the size you need. But I'll put down. Supposed to be a drum in the background. I might add it in later. Anyways. So. This is going great so far. I love this podcast. No, I do too. So tell me. So my next question is, it's been pressing on my mind, is what is your... Noah here has traveled a lot. Um, he's been, you know, to a lot of different cities. I have been to many countries. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not sure about states. Been to a few states, not as many. And also, he walked across New York City in three days. Correct? Uh, no, I walked through New York City in a day, but that was part of a larger trip where I walked from D.C. to New York. And how many days? It took me 21 days. Really? Yep. Nowhere. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. <laughs> I just told the viewer three days. <laughs> no, three uh-huh. days. Google Maps tells you it's three or four day walk, but that's if you walk at like 10 miles an hour for 24 hours straight with no break, which I am not <laughs> capable of doing. So when you walk this walk, who did you, you know, I mean, not, not who. What was going through your mind as you were walking? As you were like, you know, walking through D.C., which is, for my opinion, D.C. is a crazy place to drive in, a crazy place to be around at this time of year, crazy place to be around a year ago in November. Just saying. Well, the good news is, for me, I I, I did this in September, so it was, was a holiday. Holiday fervor was not around. There's a... Oh, there's a lot of things going on in my mind. Um, but like the second day, I was realizing that I have about 20 days left <laughs> of walking. And um, there were a lot of logistics that hadn't been thought through or planned out. And so... Like that, hotels where you're going to stay? Well, yeah, we ended up... The guy who I was walking with, he's an awesome leader, um, visionary. And uh, he had... Ba- in my... From my perspective, he had real two conditions. He wanted to walk from D.C. to New York, and he wanted to have an RV. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a 31-foot RV. But you didn't drive it? I I ended up driving it uh, because he had to make phone calls. and We were raising money for a cancer uh, uh, hospital in Uganda. That's so cool of you. That's so cool of you. We ended up raising a total of about $17,000 in cash, and then um, about... In 21 days? That, yeah, yeah. And then in total, we ended up raising about $3 million when you add up the assets that we had donated to us, like um, cancer radiology machines and stuff. 
So we raised awareness, raised cash, and then we, we got do machines donated to our cause. So the hope is to get around $50 million to really get the thing off the ground. So or three, which is good. That's a good start for 21 days. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think... I think that's pretty impressive. I think you should like you know get like a little sign of achievement or you know <laughs> be honored or awarded with a medal. Of, um, that's okay. If if you have to give me anything, just give me a little plaque in the janitor's closet in the hospital once it's built. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. And so I'm, I'm like going back and forth between my two guests because they're both. These also, I am telling you guys here. This this is also my friend and. They're growing band, um, from what I understand. So this is my partial exclusive, but not full exclusive, because, yeah. So Evan, tell me something. What are you thinking right now? What's on your mind? Well, to be completely honest, what was on my mind is I was looking at that bottle on my shelf. Behind you. Uh, I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> which I've not used in a long time. In the moment, that is exactly what was on my mind. I was also thinking about how I promised you some exclusive music. And how far we've gotten in <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's okay. My listeners are just, they're always back for more and they're hungry for more. Because right now we are currently 389 listeners that are active mm -hmm. that come back for more. So that exclusive that you guys have promised is okay to like derail it till a couple months. Okay. Or a year, maybe. Some of the. You know, part of the, the interesting thing about writing and producing music, on my end at least, is, well, I think Evan too, is... Are, are you a producer? Do you produce music? Yes. Do you write music? Yeah, I do both. Are you a poet? No, I'm not very good at writing relatable lyrics. Um, yeah. So keep explaining your... Keep your yeah. Well, I was going to say, for, for me, and maybe for Evan too... Um, we are so, we do a lot of other things in our lives and music is just kind of an outlet to express creativity. So I don't know if I can speak for Evan on that, but it's kind of, for me, that's definitely the case. And so sometimes like I'm busy and I don't, um, don't have the time to just sit down for three hours and start writing music or something like that. Uh, but, uh, sometimes like a, the muse, you know, in like Greek mythology, like a muse, it's like a spirit comes upon somebody and gives them creativity or gives them a song or lyrics mm. or words. So uh, I'm not entirely sure I believe that happens to me, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's similar. Like, you know, I, I'll be sitting down and then literally like eating dinner or I'll be talking to you or it could be super random, um, or it could be related to music. But something happens in my mind, and I get an idea, and I'm like, I have to, I can't get out of my head. So I go to my computer, and I start putting that idea into music. Mm. Is there any, um, any lyrics 
you want to share with us that you might have off the top of your head? No. For, so on my end, I love writing um, like house electronic music, and I really got into that because it didn't have lyrics because I could use it to study in uh, school. I wrote a ton of papers. I, I rarely had to memorize stuff in college. I had to do a lot of papers and writing. So that was just a really good way to just zone out all the noise and put on lyricless dance music that had a steady rhythm and everything. It's pretty big in Europe, but it's not... Have you been to Europe? I have been to Europe. Yeah. Is it true what they say about the Europeans? <laughs> uh, I'm not answering that. <laughs> sure. What, what did they say about the Europeans? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you knew. They're stylish. Oh, I thought, I thought it was that they got the British mm-hmm. teeth. The stylish. <laughs> the stylish Europeans are stylish. Yeah, British teeth. Yeah. Back to my friend Evan. Evan, what is your take on your... What is what is your take on the upcoming band you're having? What? <laughs> the, what? Is, I'm sorry. I'm deaf. <laughs> what is your take on the, on your upcoming band? Like, oh. are you a poet person? Or just a full-on rock star and just like... Dan, nah, 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 nah. Definitely not a rock star. Um, do, you like, do you ever been in the mosh pit? Yes. You're a rock star then. No. I wish that's I what it took. <laughs> I was in a mosh pit, but it was on accident. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> do you get tossed around? I almost got kicked. And then... <laughs> I almost got punched in the face. Oh my! So, what, where were you at? If you want to like to share, you don't have to. I don't want. Um, that happened at a four today concert. I had. That's heavy stuff, man. Silent Planet, Phineas, Gideon, and. That was a great concert. Wow, man! And you were a part of a mosh pit. Yeah, do you like shake your head too? What do they call it when you shake your head up and down? Head banging. Yeah, do you head bang? Only in my personal time when no one else is around. <laughs> I've just... seen it. I think, I, think, I think I've seen it too, maybe. 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 No, you wouldn't forget. <laughs> There's no maybe with having head banging. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, not like a halfway you know it's either on or off <laughs> how do you headbang evan this got way way off track listen that's good that's question. good that's good that's good it's okay this is raw footage right here there's organic time yeah man we're growing the good stuff over here <laughs> <laughs> i am not associated with marijuana right now just for the record <laughs> I'm trying to kill my political career before it's begun, man. Yeah. Um, my take on on these on the band thing, the punk band I was talking about that I want to start. I'm still I'm still very interested in starting it, but you haven't started it yet. Like Noah said, it's it's in the works, but Noah's touching on it. We've got a. Just a lot that goes on in life. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's not easy to 
take time to dedicate energy and effort and yeah. resources to making things happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not time for that. I'm not very good at time management. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, in terms Who is good at time management is a real question. Well, I think the, 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 the thing to remember is, like, everybody has 24 hours in a day. It's yeah. not like anybody... Unless you're, like, seriously disabled, you know? But in general... Yeah. Like, everybody has 24 hours. And it's like, how do you use that Is that time? a 24? Or is it 16? No, it's 24. It just depends how much you're sleeping. Or, <laughs> Good question. There we you know, go. I mean, Looking for that. Go. How much... How do you manage your time? What do you spend it doing? And for me, like, yeah. my, my goal is not to become some huge rock star or super famous with my music. It's just an expression of my creativity and... Kind of who I'm cre- like created as a person to be, you know. If I don't really, I don't. I, I'm not entirely sure I want to be mm. a professional musician where I dedicate all twenty four hours to that creative outlet. Because mm-hmm. then it's almost like a job, <laughs> and other than a fun experience, rather than a hobby. Yeah, your yeah. hobby turns into work, which then turns into miserable life. I don't think that's I don't think that's right. necessarily going to happen like it would be terrible but just right now that's just not what I'm <laughs> focused I, I spend a lot of my time meeting with other people and hearing their stories and I don't know yeah. well that's in- interesting I know I heard some musicians talking about like their transition from working IT desk like uh, like IT jobs, um, going from doing that to relying on music full time, mm. and there's a big, there's a there's a period of time where it does become like no longer. It, it becomes like work to them instead of just doing what they enjoy and what they love to do. Eventually, I think it does get back to that point, but yeah, yeah. And like uh, you, you hear a lot of the stories about management. Like, uh, you know, let's say we start a punk band, or we're gonna focus all of our time onto the punk band. We heard it here, punk band. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I love that kind of music. I love playing it, but uh, like, oh, the way the industry is, is you have to have somebody to promote you and you have to get venues and there's like a whole administrative side and the people that promote you want to make money too and they there are certain types of music that sell so they guide your creativity and sometimes force your creativity into a certain way and so then it's no longer the organic like fun exploratory thing that brought you together it's it's literally a job and you have to create something for someone else almost not for yourself and like mm-hmm. for Evan and me when we started that Latir <gasps> we uh, heard the name what is it called Latir yeah he said that on the last podcast oh yeah he did I think did he listen yeah. to it yeah he did but uh yeah like with that is just Evan and I like we've been trying to do it for a while and we just like decided let's just get together and see what happens, you know. Yeah, I don't think the goal either is 
to get to the point where we have a manager and we're making money. Like, no, I don't yeah. know about you. No way. <laughs> like, I, have, I have zero desire yeah. no, to we're on make agreement. Money. I don't even want to make Like, if we make the money doing this... Band splits. <laughs> we're done. Be, I will be amazed, honestly. Yeah, if we make money, it will literally <laughs> be like, wow. How do we... T- <laughs> they're not very smart don't know why they gave us yeah. money <laughs> but uh no it is that's so of the day it's it's it is just i think yeah i think it's really about what that we enjoy, i enjoy to do yeah it's yeah. just fun just wow nice. man some some good stuff man i'm over here oh good stuff good stuff man whew I just think it's so cool when you think about it. You both said it. That when you start taking... is is You both want to just see that it's, it's a hobby. It's not a job. But when you get into the job-like event, it's pulling away from something that you want and turn it into something else that someone else wants. Right. Well, like in... In capitalism or consumerism. Oh boy! <laughs> Go ahead, no, well, take just, it I'm away. I'm using the word like because it is it's, ec- it's economics, right? Yeah. When you're when you have a job, someone's paying you for a commodity. Yeah. What's going on? And what's going a commodity. Oh, sorry. A commodity is a, a thing that is tradable. I think that would be a good explanation of a commodity. Good. So so. If we were making money off of our music, our music would be a commodity. Yeah. Our, this and thus our creative outlet would be a commodity, and we would, if we wanted to make a lot of money, we would try to tailor our creative out, outlet to what commodity is most desired, because then people will pay more money for it. Mm. And that's what happens when you start losing the focus from creativity and expression, and you change it to money. Yeah. And it's a sad reality is you need money to survive. Like, I need money to buy food and subsist. But to, like, what extent does it rule your life and rule the way in which you express yourself? I think that's a question that anybody should ask themselves daily. Mm. Mm. This is, like, really good stuff. Thank you both for sharing about your about your band and your somehow truck talk tied into this band talk. So now... The real question should be, where did the name come from? Latir. 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 It sounds French. I've never even heard somebody from Iceland pronounce it. So, Iceland? It's not oh, yeah. French? It's Icelandic. Yeah, it's, it's Icelandic. So Take the story away. of it. Um, the story of it. One of my all-time favorite artists ever in the history of existence. Uh, it's uh, called Makes Noises. It's a one-man project, Andy Yoffling. Uh Anyways, he wrote this song. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> he went through a lot. cut. <laughs> He, he went through a uh, this little series thing where he wrote all these songs centered around like 
mental illness or mental awareness. Wow. Uh, so he did some on depression, loss. He did one called Latir, mm. or it was like the last song on the record, and I thought it was real cool. Didn't know what it meant though. I was, it was really um, curious. I'm trying to explain too much. Anyways, it means relief. It relief. Means, it remains like. If you're doing something that's very cathartic, you know, like, if, so, if you are, like, super stressed, you're super anxious, whatever, and then you do this one thing, like, if you have this hobby that whenever you do it, you're like, wow, I don't know why, but, like, I just, I feel relaxed, like, I feel, like, relief. You know, mm. I don't know how else to put it then, other than relief, but that's what it means. And I liked it a lot. Sound, and, uh, I like it too. I also like the fact that it's Icelandic and not English. Yeah, listen, anything but English is good. Anything but English is good. Agree with that. Like French, Ichu Magnificent. You know when I uh, when I'm trying to speak to someone in French, what? I took okay. So hold on, they explain Excuse this. Me. I took French in college for a year, two semesters. Are you good at it? No, because I took like I it. took Arabic at the exact same time. You good at that? Um, better at it than I am French, but that's not saying much. Uh, that's another story. Anyway, I took French for a semester a year because I thought that I could. Uh, take French and Arabic at the exact same time. And I couldn't because I started getting them confused. So on my like French tests, I would take, I would write all the answers in Arabic. Like I'd know the answers in Arabic, but I wouldn't know them in French. And when I took a French test, and I'd know all the answers in Arabic, but I wouldn't know them in French. Uh, or whatever, maybe I just said that twice. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> it ended up tanking my GPA from like a 3.9 to like a 3.8 and in like when you're trying to apply for like higher level jobs like the the 10th really <laughs> I'm really mad because I didn't even need to take French and it brought my GPA down uh, more than I wished it would have you know and more than it should have um so anyway, I, I'm still a little jaded against French just because of that, uh, which might be modern to some people, but it's kind of important to me. Anyway, whenever I talk to somebody from France or that speaks French, I always tell them the same thing. I tell them, ooh, ooh I know French. Ooh. And then I start, I'm like, oh, like, hey, I know French. And then I say, start saying some words I know. I say baguette, croissant, we. Oui. And then I go, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're all like, what? Like, it's Tour de Fell. And I always argue, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Gets them every time. If they're from Paris, though, normally the response is pretty harsh. But if they're from anywhere else outside of Paris, most people are like, oh, ha, ha, that's kind of funny. 
That's my French uh, tip. If you want any pickup lines. I really admire that. That yawn was because, you know... It's we a had, fascinating story, obviously. Yes. That yawn has a story behind it. It has been an eventful weekend for a lot of us. Um, thank you for sharing about, about your French and your Arabic that you speak. Yeah. Um, I think it's rare people speak languages because in this country, you know, English is one of the most hard languages I've found people to understand. When you think about how many letters that sound exactly the same but are spelled differently. Like, for example, here is H-E-R-E and then it's H-E-A-R and then it's there is T-H-E-I-R then there's T-H-E-R-E it's like, huh, means the same thing or nat like, you think someone can spell the word nat and they didn't know the G was in front of it gnat, makes no sense yeah, it doesn't it's like a hodgepodge yep. of all the languages exactly, and which is why English follows no rules because there's so many exceptions. Right. The rule is irregularity. The rule is the exception. The exception yeah. is the rule. Um, but, and I'm looking forward to the to the next podcast we have because I know that I want to talk with Evan about my yawn and where does it come from because Evan has some insight to that story as well. Um, yeah. Um, where your yawn came from. Hmm? Don't know where it came from? Mm hmm. I am tired, but I'm tired for a reason. How I can s- you Oh ask a question, please how, do. How can you glorify God? How can you divert your yawn to glory to God? Is that a question? Yes. You're asking me? Yeah. I'm reversing it back on you. Reverse, <laughs> solid. Reverse dude. psychology. Solid, dude. You hit me with that one. Oh man. How can you, Evan, reverse your? How can you divert your yawn to the to glorify God? You know, I did ask a hard question. Yes. Um, Caught me off guard. <laughs> That's the point here, guys. Raw footage. The yawn reminds us that day to day we get tired we physically get exhausted Um, and it can be a reminder to us that day to day if we are not rejoicing always and praying without ceasing spending time in the word Mm. we will also get exhausted like sleep brings us refreshment and great rest in the morning. So does Jesus. When we're in the word, when we're praying, rejoicing always, we are refreshed and brought great relief and brought great rest. Mm. So that's how you're yawn. Can be turned into an act of recognizing glory yeah wow I I needed to hear that I needed to hear that wow I was not expecting that at all this reverse psychology was not expecting that you ever had any miracles happen to you miracles yeah yes are you asking me that question 
I think so. Are you are you expecting me to say more than just yes, or you want to like one of the miracles to be shared? Well, I'd hope that you would expand upon your answer. Um. Okay. So, last summer, two summers ago, two summers ago, I um worked. I work at a camp. I'm not mentioning this camp because this is also um it just it's a place that's dear to me. I mean, you know what? I work at a camp. It's called Camp Wabana. Um, and I was a day camp counselor. And I had this kid whose name I cannot say because it's for... is was a camper and whatnot. But I had this kid who was having... Um, like, he came to day camp and he was having, like, a lot of issues at home and whatnot. And it's like, he kept coming back. Day, like it was day camp. He came back every day, but he went home every day. And this kid, like, wanted to come back again for week two. And I tried to break through with him with Jesus and tell him how much he is loved, how precious he is, and how um, there's nothing can separate from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing at all. We all know the verse: no angels, no demons, and so on. I don't know the full thing because I'm tired. But. I remember my friend wanted to come back and I said, Jesus, if this kid wants to be back here again, please show me. Cause all the weeks at camp were full and we were just at a breakthrough with Jesus and he was just about to collect, you know, confess his faith and like, you know, proclaim Jesus to be his Lord and savior. And all the weeks were full. They all were full. Like I checked, I asked around, they were full. Um, and I said, okay, Jesus, if this is your will, then so be it. And um, three weeks, <laughs> sorry, three weeks later, I see on my list my kid's name. And I'm like, this can't be the same kid. Because each kid has a camp has a picture, but this one didn't have a picture. And I'm like, this can't be. Next thing you know, this camper has come running back to me with his arms open and a smile on his face. Because he's so happy to be back. For me to be his counselor. And for me to share Jesus with him again. Mm-hmm. And ever since that moment, I knew Jesus. I mean, I already knew Jesus was there. But Jesus had answered my prayer in ways that I didn't think. That like is unimaginable because the weekends, the weeks were full. And in summer camp, like Camp Havana, the weeks are, there was a ton of kids here. Um, that we have and whatnot. And. When I knew that Jesus showed me that miracle, that means that I had another chance to share the gospel with him and impact him even more. Because if he didn't like hearing, if he did not like hearing the gospel, he would not have asked to come back. Yes, it may have been fun, but he knew what I was feeding into him and he still came back. And I think that's a miracle from Jesus because a kid came back to hear the gospel versus playing fun and games again. Like he came back to hear the gospel. Yeah. And he was excited to receive it. And I just like, I just want to go on the giant swing. Um, so Noah, to answer your question, have I had any miracles? I had one two summers ago with my kid. Wow, that's real powerful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it makes me emotional. Become not day camp anymore. I moved on to rest camp. God can still do miracles there. He has been doing tons of miracles. That's just one of many. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is always sad to leave a leave a space. Yeah. Like, 
if you travel or you move or whatever, you build relationships with people and you have to leave sometimes and just give it up, you know, and be like, okay, well, I've tried the best I can to express, you know, my relationship with Jesus and the way in which I live my life to this person. You don't, you don't exist to convert anybody. That's colonialism in my opinion no we don't we don't we do not aim to convert anyone that's terrible we yeah. just aim to share love Jesus Christ and his gospel and his truth and proclaim him right and just like just living your life letting the healthy fruit demonstrate what you believe I think that's the best witness because you know what we are we are ambassadors of right. reconciliation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, preach it, Jesus, preach it. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Oh man, this podcast. It's organic. <laughs> I hope you guys are filled with the riches of what we have to offer. I hope you feel blessed. Highly, Amen. Highly, highly, highly blessed and highly flavored. Sorry, hold on. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I said, said blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> highly favored. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, quote unquote. You heard it live here for those of you that aren't listening yet. Oh, man. Yikes. No, it's on that one. <laughs> Raw footage here, the Daily Dawn, in my podcasting studio. Um, so I think that this will conclude the podcast for today. Oh, it's forty-one minutes of a podcast. Um, wow, it's been- that's my highest podcast that I have done so far. That's telling something. Wow. Was I the second highest the first time you talked to me? Yeah, man, we better keep longer. this. We better keep this trend going. Next time, we'll come back hot. Yeah. Cause I wanna next time I talk to these two, I want an exclusive on your band. On some, you know, pre verse songs. Um and I just wanna like, you know, be there. Cause I know my listeners love to listen. Cause if they didn't, mm. that um number would have went down. You know. But isn't it going up? We we forgot about our sponsor for the podcast. Who's our sponsor? We're going to enter the, the sponsor time. So now we're going to do our sponsor time on the Daily Dawn. Yes. Um, I don't have intro music. It's so much better with it. But pretend I'm going to be quiet for a second. Just play it in your head. All right. Today's sponsor comes from Big Trucker Hats. Now, Noah, let me ask you. You and I both drive semi-trucks daily to work. Uh, what, what is the biggest thing that you run into? Like, what, what is the biggest inconvenience you run into on a day-to-day basis with your semi-truck? Other cars. And gas is yes. really expensive. Gas is so expensive, guys. Let me tell you, I'm spending like five or six hundred dollars a day on gasoline. Man, these things 
not efficient, but our friends at Big Truck Hats, great people, have sponsored the show and uh, sent us out some free samples of, of their truck hats. Um, uh, what they do there, first of all, there does, does you ever see a semi truck go by? It's got like that weird spoiler thing on top. You know, it's actually a big truck hat. Very popular. Uh, they they uh, actually increase your gas efficiency by 92%. Whoa. 92%, right? I, I think I need to get one of these. I was skeptical at first. You can borrow mine. They sent me a free one. I'll give it to you tomorrow. But I need it back. Like... Okay, tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just see how it looks. Anyways. Yeah, I went from spending like five to six hundred dollars a day in gas to like twenty. It's incredible. Wow. Uh, yes. It's I amazing. need this I it's need incredible. this hat. I and need this awesome. hat. Uh, they they also, if you would like, can do custom graphics. No way. On your on your on your trucker hats. And uh I, they asked me which one I wanted. <clears throat> it was a hard decision, but I decided uh, to get a Paw Patrols themed one. So I get to drive around all day, every day, advertising my favorite TV show. Um, looking stylish with the pups on the thing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. This show would not be possible today without our sponsor from Big Truck Hats. Check them out. We'll leave a link in the bio. And, uh, yeah, thanks. And that will conclude our podcast. Thanks again. And until next time, the Daily Dawn.